We're sitting among these shelves of books in this old log house in the Adirondacks, the Blue Mountain Center. The books, a lot of them have this brown tape on it from former residencies. And to tell us more where we are, I'm now joined by... Ryan Felter, a program manager here at Blue Mountain Center. And... Mary Wang, also the program manager at Blue Mountain Center. So what is Blue Mountain Center? Um, I think to me, Blue Mountain Center is a kitchen. Um, and with that kitchen, we're able, and this wonderful house in the middle of Adirondacks, we're able to provide hospitality to activists, artists, writers, playwrights, musicians, and just community organizers from all different backgrounds of life, um, able to provide them with a place to sleep, three meals a day, um, provide them with access to the Adirondacks and all of the nature that that entails and provide them with a community so where they can focus on their work, um, meet each other, have fun, rest, um, reconnect with themselves and their work. And we get to do that here and facilitate that process at Blue Mountain Center. So that's kind of what it is. And for me, that definitely all just revolves around the kitchen and kind of, it's kind of like the heart of BMC, I would say. This idea of, of resting and reflecting feels very anti-capitalist. And I think not something that a lot of people are able to afford in their lives. So maybe few people who are listening to this have actually experienced the retreat. Can you talk about the importance of these spaces and how they improve the quality of our work? Yeah, BMC really focuses, especially in recent years, on rest and rejuvenation being as important as the concept of productivity and also just taking a step back to think about the work that's being done. We recognize that a lot of people who come to us are very burnt out in the work that they do. All of the work, including by artists and writers and composers, um, and of course the activists are all centered around social justice. And in this ongoing tense climate, a lot of them really do need that space to just feel rejuvenated, to, to reconnect, to think about what their goals are, and to really feel supported because sustainability is so crucial to all of these movements. And I understand that there was a recent reflection where even though this is a free residency, that was not enough to make it accessible for all people. Um, could you talk more about that and and who you're trying to open it up to? Yeah, in recent years, we've been thinking about um, outreach specifically to residents of color, people of color who really desperately need a space to be rejuvenated and rested and focus on their work. A lot of traditional retreat spaces, even especially in the artist residency world, tend to be very white-centered. Um, not only in that outreach tend to be to predominantly white folks, but also that barriers, especially economic, are very much tied to systemic racism. And a lot of that can prevent folks from accessing spaces like these. Even though we're lucky enough to offer free residencies, the actual cost of coming to a residency includes much more than um, one might expect. You know, for folks who have to leave their jobs for a month, there's still rent to pay, there's still bills to pay, there might be childcare costs, there might be other lost costs of taking time away. And we're trying to 
think about that more intentionally. And one of the ways we've done that is by creating a resident support fund. This was actually created by alumni who came here and were very interested in bringing more people of color to Blue Mountain Center. And it's entirely donor supported by people who really wanna offer the gift of Blue Mountain Center to more people of color. So there are two main ways of residency. There's the month long residency and the weekend for organizations. How much of a structure is provided from the center and how much does each individual or organization bring themselves? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, typically with weekend conferences and what we call focused residencies, which are about a week long, um, we kind of hand over the keys of Blue Mountain Center to the organizers to do with what they'd like. We have still some basic stuff like meals and logistics and hospitality and innkeeping that we provide. And that's the case with the month-long residencies as well. Um, though we'll, me and Mary in particular, and Ben, our director, um, and Nika, our assistant director, will be more involved with residencies more typically. So we still like to have like a blank slate approach. We don't like to be too prescriptive when people arrive. It's really fun just to see what residents make of the place. And I like to refer to the other things that we do as like traditions at BMC, taking people on long day long excursions or hikes or forest floors walk. And there's things that always come up um, throughout the month as well. Parties, facilitating kind of events. Um, celebrations, different types of work sharing. We have lots of events called presentations where residents share out their work after dinner. And that's something that's kind of stays the same throughout each residency. But each one ends up looking a little different with some familiar contours, which, which I think are always kind of nice. And when people return to Blue Mountain Center, people come back, residents come back as alum, there's some familiarity to the space always for them as well. So it's not always completely new, but definitely lots of room for spontaneity. Thank you so much, Ryan and Mary. What else do you think is really important to understand about Blue Mountain Center? I was just talking, we were just talking about this in the office. Um, we would like Blue Mountain Center to be a place where you can show up and not need to perform or not need to know about certain conversations and discourses and even know what discourse means or something like that. Or we would like, yeah, we're, I think we're working at George, like providing like a space that you can come and learn. You can teach others if you like, but also not be expected to teach. We, yeah, and that's a like a collaborative effort and something we're wanting to co-articulate with our guests. So I think if there's anything that I would want you to know, listener about Blue Mountain Center, um, that if you apply and you come and, we're really looking forward to working with you and learning with you and this to be a place for you and to be a part of like this great kind of community and this like tradition of Blue Mountain Center communities have. Come and work with us, I think is the, or, or not if you don't want to. <laughs> Do you want to give a little description of this place? What are listeners missing by not sitting here in this library with us overlooking a lake with pine trees surrounded by fog. Dang, I think you got a lot of the description here, but yes, in a 15 bedroom mansion, um, 15 bedroom lodge, I should say, that was built in the late 1800s 
we sit with I think 26 miles of hiking trails on the property and in front of the beautiful lake known as Eagle Lake um, where some days you can just spend hours on the lake just canoeing with the sun on your back and trying not to fall asleep and watching all the birds of the lake dive in and out and occasionally seeing a couple of fishing boats, one of which might include Ryan. <laughs> and just laying out on the dock if you're not feeling like you want a boat, but still being able to experience the water in that way. Or just taking a little hike, walking around, and just seeing the meadows. I think the beauty is whatever season you come to Blue Mountain Center, there's always something beautiful to look at, whether that's the fall foliage or even the turn into winter or the beautiful green of the spring and the early summer. <laughs>